Welcome to the Riot Podcast, where we have practical discussions on how to share your faith, see the news from God's eyes, and answer some of faith's hardest questions. Welcome to the Riot Podcast. This is Bob Schoenemann alongside my good friend and co-host, Mac Daddy Pete Robertson. Well, how many titles can I throw in? I know, one Junior. Intro? You forgot Junior. Uh, junior, sorry. Yeah, junior. Pete, how are you today? I'm good. It's you, good, are it's you good a to junior? be with you You're again. not Junior, are you? I am a junior. Yeah, you are a junior. Yeah. Robert, Robert Shoneman, Robert Dude. Bone, Bob. <laughs> I can't even talk. Robert Shoneman Jr. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I know I don't really use the junior much. Dad's no. been gone for 25 yeah. years almost. Wow, that's yeah. crazy to think about. After my dad passed, um, I had people calling me. I was like, no, I'm not my dad. You know, we get that. We've had that ourselves mixed up a lot. Yeah. Like they would get stuff from me and I would get stuff from them. That just happens. Like Publishers Clearinghouse would send you the $10,000 a week instead of your dad and things like, hate it when that happens. I don't know if I would say it. Does that still exist? That's, I don't that's know. That's still no. a thing? Uh-uh. I think it's a lottery now, yeah. isn't it? I don't know. Yeah. Lottery. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. I'd rather talk about football. Speaking of football. What? Go Seminoles. No. 5-0. and oh. Yeah, they're Dolphins 4-1. My football teams are doing yeah. well. Yeah. They're, I mean, Dolphins offense is I mean, awesome. they, they lost to Buffalo, but then Buffalo <laughs> lost to Jacksonville. So back in first place, baby. I think Jacksonville's a good team, Thank too. you, Jacksonville. Yeah. They won two there in London. So talk to me about the Trojans. Triple overtime? Man. Got the win, though. Yeah. They're still up. But I, I just can't see... If they're def- if they don't figure out something to do with their defense, I-, I can't see them beating Washington. I can't see them beating Oregon or UCLA. I'll, I'll see them beating Notre Dame this weekend, but <clears throat> game. Yeah, I don't know. You don't know where is well, it the South? rivalry is always the rev- the rivalry is big. I mean, it it's been going since nineteen. Yeah, beginning that's, of the 1900s. that's one of the big ones. That's like yeah. Michigan, Ohio State, yeah. Florida, Florida State, Notre Dame, USC. It's that's, been going forever. Yeah. Do is the game in South Bend or in California? I don't, I don't even know. I think it's in I think it's in California. What kind of fan are you? You don't know where your team is playing. I know enough. <laughs> You're like the defense is giving up too many points. That's what I know. That's, That's all I, I care about is their defense is not that good. Wow. It's so for good. our our you know our ongoing listeners, we we have a kind of a running thing going here. A little a little friendly wager between the boys. And uh, all three of our teams, Barry's Liberty uh, Flames. It's the Flames, right? Yeah, they're they're unde- <laughs> yes, they're the undefeated. Um, what are you laughing at? Because we don't. I we just have to make sure it was right. Well, you don't say it wrong. We have to like. I mean, when we look for USC or Florida State, we can find it on the polls for for Liberty Flames. We have to like look. Okay, we're you know we have to actually type it in. I don't know if they win tonight. They who they might break the top twenty five. So they're actually playing a Tuesday, not just this Tuesday night. They're playing three Tuesday nights in a row. I mean, I've watched them. I put, I watched them last game, and they're actually a they're pretty good. good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they are. They're really good. Yeah, and they're in what conference USA now? Yeah, so I I mean they're okay, but tonight would be a challenge for them. Yeah, they're at yeah. Jacksonville State. That'd be a challenge. So but anyway, so Jacksonville. So go on, and finish what you're saying. So Liberty Flames, yes, yeah, undefeated. Yours is undefeated. Seminoles, undefeated. USC is undefeated. And USC undefeated. So wow. right now it's a push. Yeah, <laughs> I predict that oh, Florida State University is gonna. Well, it's either be Liberty or Florida State. I don't USC is not. You have no faith in your team. Not after they're watching their defense, they've imploded. It's I can't. I'm sorry. It's hard. They're not. I'm not a believer. Now their offense, their offense can beat anybody. It can put forty up on anybody. Anybody. Yeah. I don't care what defense it is out there. They're that good. But their defense is that bad. (laughs) 
So that's your worry. If they have a game where they don't put up 40, they're going to lose. And it won't happen, though. I don't think. I think they're going to do it. I think they're yeah. in every game because of the offense. But their defense is not. I mean, Washington is amazing. I mean, they're unbelievable. There are a lot of good teams in the Pac-10 this year. And UCLA Pac- is incredible. Pac-10, 12, 14, 12. what is it? <laughs> It'll be Pac-2, I think, next <laughs> year, right? <laughs> is that right? There's only two teams that haven't abandoned? I don't know. Uh, all right, we don't need to talk about football. There's more important things going on in the world. Yeah. And it's one of the things we're going to talk about today, understanding the Israeli-Palestine conflict. And yep. uh, anybody yep. that's watched the news or uh, Googled it, although at times it can be tough to find things on this. So. Do you ever go? Are you like me? I like pull up the Jerusalem Post. Oh yeah, on my phone. Yeah. So that's if I want to get I want to get the real yeah. story. What's going on? I actually follow on Telegram, so I don't know if anybody's out there in Telegram. I'm getting the actual live feeds that oh, happen wow. inside Gaza. So I've oh. been following that. So, so if you you know if you're listening to this, you're like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> you know, put down the Facebook app. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> There are other things going on in the world. Yeah. So apparently there was a, a like thousands of missiles lobbed into Israel. Is that right? Yeah. Let's, let's lobbed into the West Bank and to the Gaza Strip, right? Let, was, let's pray and let's just dive deep into right. this. And All right. Let me do that. Lord, we're just just honored to be able to do this podcast today. And we want to just, uh, we just want to lift you up and everything we talk about, Lord, we just wanted to bring you glory and point our listeners to you. So Lord, uh, Pete and I, and uh, all the people behind the scenes have put the show together. We just want to ask you to just use this show today to, uh, to just bring clarity and bring truth, Lord, help us to not, uh, uh, when we express our opinions that, uh, we, we tell you this, we tell our listeners that that's our opinion, but Lord, when it's truth, I just wanted to resonate, um, with our listeners this week. So use this podcast today, Lord, we give you the show now in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right. So, yeah. So, I mean, the show today is really bring in, help people kind of understand why or what's going on. Right. And so if anybody is not, hasn't heard Palestine or, or we should say the Hamas down in the Gaza Strip, which is all the way down at the bottom of Israel, it's a 25 mile radius. We're going to talk about this more in detail here in a little bit, but they've, they've lobbied, I think like probably close to 5,000 missiles into Israel. And so, and then they did like, like, like ISIS stuff. They went into actually, they broke through, we got to kind of give it a little bit of the parameter. They yeah. broke through this wall. So um, ISIS, I'm just going to ramble and we'll just talk. Go yeah. ahead. This ramble. Is, this is good for me too. Cause I was yeah. traveling all last week and yeah. a lot of this, I, I need to get up to speed on this yeah. as well. So this show is going to be listeners. This show is going to be just as good for me to learn as it's going to yeah. be for you. So we know that, um, there's a terrorist group, the United States classifies this group called Hamas. It's a terrorist group that lives in the Gaza Strip. It's a 25 mile radius by five miles. It's down at the bottom by Egypt on the coast of Israel. Um, and then um, we know that they are funded by Iran. Iran said so, and, and they were getting stuff from Iran, and that's where they're getting the money. And um, Iran and the, the people in the Gaza Strip of the Hamas that are leading that area um, we're going to get into the details of this uh, through the show, but I'm just giving a brief yeah. overview right now. Um, they are um, hatred towards Israel. Okay. So they absolutely hate Israel. 
they want the death of Israel. I guess there was, as the bombs were going off, I think Iran's parliament were saying death to Israel yeah, or something were, like, like that. Chanting and yeah, and chanting. I mean, everybody. Like, then there's things all over, and they're like, well, we ask the question, well, why do they want to kill Israel? What is this all about? Well, we're going to talk about where that started. Um, but what we saw in the news before we get into that, before what we saw in the news was these Hamas breaking out of the wall. There was a wall. Israel's had a border wall, protector wall with barbed wire all the way around this 25 mile area. And it helped regulate everything that went in and out of Gaza Strip. It helped um, control their population from coming into Israel, um, checks and balances to make sure, hey, are you coming with rockets to kill us? Or what's, what is the reason why you're coming into Israel? So they had this going on. They had two two checkpoints in, going into Egypt and through Gaza and one checkpoint going into Israel the north side so but anyway um they got outside of the wall and they started to uh, go into the cities of israel that are right outside of it one of them is um sederot s-d-e-r-o-t once there's a little kibbutz little little town another one was ashkelon ashdod all of these different towns and then they would go in and started to started killing and they started videotaping and i was watching um, I've actually seen more live deaths than I've seen in a whole lifetime uh, oh. through Telegram. They would actually video this and they would show them murdering all these people. And um, they would behead the, the Israeli soldiers that were there. So I saw these beheadings and they would just do that. They just came out today and said that um, they're going to start showing live uh, killing these hostages. I think they got like, you know, hundreds of hundreds of hostages. Ashkelon? Ashkelon, yeah. That's pull, right pull it on my map so I can see what, yeah, yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, it's north of Gaza Strip. Got it. It's on the coast. And it's and it's south of Tel Aviv. I think it's a pretty big city. Yeah, it's a good size. And then Ashdod, which is lower than that, and then all those areas that are around. So that's kind of what um, was happening. So um, terror, right? And so these these Hamas leaders were, and then there was this, 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 um, festival that was going on. Um, and there was like, I think it was like 3000 kids there at this music festival. It was down in Israel, but it was down in the South part. Um, and they were just celebrating and there's actual videos showing all them dancing and having fun and so forth. And they went in and it just started opening fire. Oh. And they said that, I think there was like 200 bodies that they got from them. Um, I think they came in through parachuting or hang gliding or something like that. Um, and they just started opening fire and uh, just killing this, this for no reason, just all these kids. So, I mean, it was definitely evil. Um, and, and, you know, for United States, because some of these people call them the militants, right? These militants, these Israelis, these, you know, these Palestinian militants. Well, the United States and United, United Kingdom have, Call them terrorist group for a reason. Well, look what they just did. That's terrorism. That wasn't, you know, fighting for a cause. That was just blatant evil. Um, did you see some things that, that happened? Did you see how they went into people's homes and they were just start yeah, killing families? I haven't, I haven't seen any of it. I haven't watched any videos on it, but I was listening. I was driving yesterday and listening to just kind of listening to the news and listening to some podcasts about it. And yeah, I had heard about the the music festival and just like open shit, you know, just murder, just people being murdered out while they're out celebrating. But yeah, they're like grandmas and kids, and I mean, it's pure terror, right? They're, yeah. they're going pulling people out of their house and executing them. I heard they were having, they would have like a, 
Jewish like teenagers go door to door knocking and then they'd get the, them to open the door and then they'd go in and kill the whole family. Yeah. You know, because they'd open the door to, you know, somebody they knew. Yeah. And it's just, ugh, it's just, it's gross. It's just evil. Yeah. yeah. It's really, really sad. Yeah. And they had no regard to any of that. And then they took hostages, you know, someone I read somewhere that they were trying to get hostages so they can get some back to their prisoners that Israel exchanged them. I think they got maybe, uh, I know 11 Americans were dead. And I think that there were, they got some American hostages as well. Yeah, and I, I think that whole Iran thing was about hostages, wasn't it? I that we gave $6 billion yep. to Iran just recently. Yeah, but they get, promised not to use that money for terrorism. No, we know. I, we, yeah, we know any, better, right? Anytime there's evil involved, it doesn't matter what they're said. Yeah. I mean, it's it's happening. But um, well, sometimes we do need to listen to what they say because they are literally saying death to America, yeah, death yeah. to Israel, and yet we yeah. we tend sometimes it's just ah, it's just yeah. it's just talk. Well, they're telling you what they want to do. We have a group that's there, um, Israel. They were up in North Region, and that's where that's where we're watching now. Is is Hezbollah is in the north, so Hezbollah is up in Lebanon, um, and they're also in Syria. So if you look at the north part of Israel. Um, you're going to see the Kibbutz Dan up in the very north. You're, that's where the Galilee is, Capernaum. Um, that's where that whole area is. Well, we were when we were there a couple of weeks ago, um, we went all the way to the Lebanon border, and we were able to see up in the mountains where the where the Hezbollah were sitting and and hanging out. And for, apparently, they have like 250,000 uh, bombs. Um, from what I have been told by our ground team there, they said that the North region is more heavily protected than the South region. So they have, because um, the North region has, they can come from Syria, they can come in through Lebanon. So Iran can come through Syria. They can come in down through yep. that North region. Yep. So they have a lot more protection up there. Um, and then we sent our, we sent our, our attack group, our, 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 the fleet, the fleet, yeah, right off the coast to protect against that. And so we said, if you come into Israel, then we're gonna we're gonna you know fight you and defeat you, um, or protect you know further to be peace. So it's crazy. You were just there like two weeks ago. Yeah, it is. And then this is just happening. But anyway, back to our group. They were there, and they basically are doing the same tour. They feel protected. If a couple of times in the north region, the sirens went down. They were they had to go down to the basement on unbelie un, underneath in the hotel. Uh, be protected. But for the most part in the North, it's okay. Um, I have all of our ground team that's there in um, Israel. I've been talking to them nonstop. They said the sirens are going off all the time. Um, there's been bombs that have been lobbied in Jerusalem. Um, and they've been, um, the the Iron Dome has protected them. They haven't had anything. I mean, Jerusalem's fortified city. I mean, it's protected big time. So nothing has gotten through there. Um, and then, uh, they've been trying to go to Ben Kirion, which is the, the airport there, which is in Tel Aviv or outside of Tel Aviv. It's not actually in Tel Aviv, it's outside of Tel Aviv, but it's been, they've been falling short, uh, in, um, more Southern Tel Aviv. So a little further down. Um, but anyway, so, I mean, there's, they're there, they can't fly out out of Ben Kirion because most American, um, flights have been canceled. So they, if they're going to fly out, they're going to have to fly out through another airport into some, like a European country and then back into United States. But uh, the North Crazy. Region, yeah. But that's that's kind of it. So we're just we're hoping that Hezbollah doesn't get involved or Iran. Um, but speaking to some of our our ground team people that are there, they've been saying that they want them to just go ahead and just annihilate them now. They're just saying I mean there was annihilate a, who? All of Hezbollah, all of Hamas, all What's of What's the Iran. difference 
what's the difference between Hezbollah and so Hamas? From, from what I understand, Hamas is um, a terrorist group. Obviously, they're crazy, the radicals. Um, they actually control the Gaza Strip. So they're the governing body of the Gaza Strip. Okay, so um, the West Bank, which is um, north of Gaza Strip, and it's towards the Dead Sea area and uh, up in that area. That's where Jericho is. That's where, you know, um, the Qumran scrolls, and that's where all of that is. It's in the West Bank. So that is controlled by Palestine, but it also has Israel control in there. So the West Bank has a lot of um, Israeli settlements there. So in the West Bank, there's a lot of that. So they don't like that. The Palestinians want their own state. So they don't like that Israel's are living there. No, nobody, none of the Israelis are living in the Gaza Strip controlled by Hamas, which is a radical group. The Hezbollah are another radical group, and but they're both funded by Iran and Syria. So they're both funded by them, uh, from what I understand. And Hezbollah is the bigger brother of, of Hamas. Hezbollah has the big boys' weapons. They're able to so to get to, to get the arms into the Gaza Strip, it's really difficult because it's bordered by Israel. They're allowed, like the, the the people of Gaza, they're allowed to go fishing out to 15 miles, but they can't go any further than 50 miles. Everything's regulated in their waters right there. So to bring stuff in through the Gaza, it's it takes a lot of creativity to be able to get into their ports, to be able to get, you know, or even come up through Egypt. Hmm. It's pretty well protected. But to get stuff up into Lebanon, into that area, it's a little bit easier because there's no border. They can come right through Syria. They can come through. So they have some of the big boy um, stuff up there. So Hezbollah is a little bit more powerful from what I understand. So that's the reason why we're in the region to say, uh-uh, they're a little bit more powerful. We know that. So we'll... Man, you threw out a lot of names there. My head's yeah. spinning. Yeah. So Hamas, yeah. so you threw out Hamas, Palestine, Hezbollah, Syria. How how does that all tie together? I mean, is is Hamas Palestine or is Palestine Hamas? Is how do, how What's that relationship <laughs> so when you there? To... Because when you listen to the news... You, you hear, well, this is an Israeli-Palestine conflict, but then we're talking about Hamas and Hezbollah. How does how do all those pieces kind of fit together? So Palestine is so Israel. When you go to when you go to Israel, the 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 when you you look at the Israeli plates, it's yellow, and there's a plate. When you go to the Palestine plates on the back of their cars, it's white and it has a P, a letter P on it, and. I don't know why that just happened. That was cool. Anyway, <laughs> so it's so uh, there's a little P on it. So it's white and a little P. So that separates them. So they know that those people are Palestinians. And then the yellow thing is those people are Israelis. Okay, Palestine is is the the region. It's the people. It's not a lot of people ask this question. It says, well, are there only Muslims in Palestine? No. The most of the Christians that live in the Israel area uh live in Palestine. So the, the- if you're Hamas, you're probably Palestinian, but being yeah. Palestinian doesn't mean you're a part of Hamas. No, so Hamas it's a subset. Hamas a terrorist is a, subset. I would say it's a government. So Hamas is the government for the Gaza Strip. They're the radical terrorists that are in control of the Gaza Strip. Okay. So Hamas are the ones that rule there. They're they're the ones that people pay taxes to and, and, and everything else. They're the leadership. Is that a, rec- that. is it a recognized government? I'm like, no, are, it's a not... terrorist. They're, yeah, they're a terrorist. So it's not. So Gaza Strip is part of what country? Gaza is in, in Israel. Yeah. So it is part of Israel. 
Yeah, it's a strip in Israel. It's 25 miles strip. But you got to understand, remember, we're going to talk about this. Okay. Uh, up until 1965, I mean, 19 or 2005, Israel inhabited in the Gaza Strip. No Israelis are inside of it anymore. They're outside of that area. Yeah. 25 by 5. Yep. Okay. Yeah, or 3 by 7, but just say 5. Three miles one way, seven miles one way. But yeah, that's about it. So what else? That's good. Those are good questions. In the West Bank, though, West Bank goes, West Bank is Palestine, but it's uh, it has both Israelis and, and the Arabs in it. We'll talk about that. There's a reason why that's happening. So we're going we're gonna to get into all of this conflict. There's just so much going on in this little piece of land yeah. that we, we call it. You know, I mean, <laughs> Israel, right? I mean, Gaza's part of that. Yeah. But I mean, Israel itself is what, like the size of New Jersey. It's yeah. it's small yeah. for us. So like here, we live in the United States and we're, you know, we have these big, massive states. And you talk about Jerusalem and Israel. And honestly, it's like, you know, Southeast Florida. I mean, that's the whole thing. Yeah, so like Capernaum is three quarters of the way up, right? On the Sea of Galilee, it's all the way up at the very top. <clears throat> and so to get from Capernaum to Tel Aviv, which is down lower central um, Israel, that would take an hour and 45 minutes by car. So to get all the way up to Lebanon would probably be another half hour from, from Capernaum. So it would probably take about two and a half, three hours to go all the way down. So without traffic, you could drive from like... Haifa to Egypt in a couple hours. You can drive through the whole country. Yeah, if you want to take the well, you can't go through the well, Gaza you can't Strip, go through the Gaza Strip. But, you but if you it. could, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's really it's it's yeah. such a small place, but yeah, um, so much is going on. Yeah, and it's such it's like I don't know, it's a it's just like this. If you take Haifa to the Interstate Six and then down, yep. and then well, you can yeah. take it all the way to the Gaza Strip, but you can't yeah. drive through the Gaza no. Strip. Unless well, you had a sea boat and then yeah. you could just jump out in the middle. Or unless you know people through in Gaza that lets you in and then you go in. So it's just fascinating. You guys, if, if you're not familiar with the area, you should really pull up a map and kind of just check it out. So you, when, when we're talking about this stuff, it makes more sense. Well, the bottom line in all of this is it's pure evil. And so, you know, what we're seeing and everybody can recognize this, that probably our audience will agree with us on this. There's going to be others that don't, they don't, they see the conflict and they see that Israel has been suppressing the people of Gaza Strip. They are. I mean, they literally are. They have a border wall around this whole area. They have barbed wire. They don't allow, they, they control their water. They control their electricity. In fact, they've cut it all off there in Gaza Strip. They cut off all their water, all their electricity, everything. So they see it as they are being suppressed by Israel, right? And, and the truth of the matter is they, they are. But, but the reality of it is, why are they being suppressed by Israel? Because how are you supposed to live with somebody that says, we want you dead? We, we want, want you dead. completely annihilated. <laughs> so it's it's like, you're, you're uh, damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, yeah. right? So that's what's happening there. Um, so I understand that. But from our perspective, what we see, and we're going to talk about this a little bit more through, as we go through the show, but what we see is um, pure evil. So terrorism. So what this, what's happening is um, Hamas asserting their authority and saying that we have had enough and we want to kill people and we don't care and we want our rights and we want, you know, we want to have our own Palestine state. You know, there's been talking about peace deal and all this stuff. There's a two, two party state, you know, the 
Palestine has their own state and the Israel has solution. A, you hear yeah. about that all the time. Yeah. yeah. But there's a problem with that. And Israel is fighting against it because they have so many people living in West Bank. Like when I was going through, going out to, towards Jericho and I'm driving through, I look up and on the hillside, there's a whole area, thousands of homes, all Israelis right there in the West Bank. We're going to talk about why they're doing that. There's a reason for that. But for the have this two state Palestinian state, it's it's hard for them because they're expanding. They're growing. There's a lot more people. To, if you've ever been to Israel, you there's hardly anywhere to go. I mean, it's everything's come back. Yeah. So where do the people live? They got to live outside. So they're finding different places. And so that's part of one of the reasons there's a more and we're going to get into that. But but it's evil. So that's what's happening. So it's pure evil. Um, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. It's 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 crazy. It's ugly. Um, and you know, that's, that's what's happening. And so we have to call it what it is. It's blatant evil. And we're against any terrorism like that. But now let's ask, let's talk about this. Will this lead to third world war? What's your thoughts? Are we in third world war or what does this lead to? Does Hezbollah get involved? Does Iran get involved? Does Russia? They just said that one, the, the leader of Hamas just met with the Russian president, Vladimir Putin just yesterday or today. Why is he doing that? What does that mean? Yeah, who knows? I mean, some people, well, I mean, been talking for a year and a half, the Ukraine thing has been going on, and a lot of people think that's a trigger. Um, I don't know. I don't think, depends on how you look. How do you define World War? I mean, I almost feel like there's got to be another, like another front opened up. I mean, you could say Ukraine, the Ukraine war alone is World War Three because you got basically we're funding the Ukraine, and you've got China funding Russia. I mean, it's so already that's kind of, you know, spreading out. Um, if this, you add another front to it and this thing blows up to more than it is right now. I mean, it, it could be a powder keg, no doubt. I mean, it's, I know a lot of people have been talking like, you just, you know, read Revelation. This is, here it is, you know, yeah. or Ezekiel and, and yeah. uh, is it Daniel? Ezekiel? And well, Ezekiel 38. Thank you, Ezekiel. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this could be the what the gog magog yeah the whole who knows i mean yeah. it could, could yeah. be i mean it's yeah. in the right place right um i don't know well the people in israel because i've been I've, every day since it started i've been talking with the, the our ground team there and um they believe that this will be done by the end of october right around there done meaning it'll be over uh, well i don't know about over because they're gonna from what i understand israel is saying that they're going to reestablish themselves in the gaza strip so they're going to have to reset up order there they're going to have to set up their systems government everything else build a new wall uh, i don't know yeah. probably something they're going to restructure it i'm sure so that's going to take some time but as far as the fighting concern the 98% of the israelis want complete annihilation of them. they want to completely wipe them out all of hamas every bit of it every bit of their leadership completely redo everything there mm. And they, they, the Israelis feel, based off what their government is sharing them, that they'll probably be done within three weeks. Uh, just completely go in. They have, I think, they have up to three hundred thousand ground troops ready to go. They're going to go, you know, just completely, just, just go through that twenty-five miles and just blow. Well, it, up. it wouldn't take long. I mean, it's not a big place. <clears throat> so back to your question: Is yeah. this World War Three? I think if somehow Iran gets tied into this and Israel attacks Iran in, in retaliation, then I think that could trigger it. Um, and I think, you know, Iran's obvious, and we talked about this already, Iran's funding um, Hamas. I mean, that's pretty clear that they're like a, uh, <laughs> they're like the arm. It's a proxy war. I mean, not not even really a proxy war. They're, they're pretty, 
pretty out in the open. It's not hidden. But if if Jerusalem or Israel ties something that Iran did that ties into this attack over the weekend and they retaliate in Iran, then I think, yes, I think I think it could get out of control in a hurry. But well, I mean, I they're saying that. I mean, Lindsey Graham, our one of our senators, came out the other day. If they attack us, we're going to blow up the refineries. Or we're going to do all of this. Meaning who? Iran? Yeah, we're going to. Yeah. The United States is going to be a part of it. I mean, we're going to get involved. Do you think we're going to stand with mm-hmm. Israel, or is the the international pressure going to be so great that we lose our backbone? But as of right now, all these countries. I mean, there's a long list of countries that have that say we stand with Israel. And they're like on like the like the Paris, the Eiffel Tower is blue and white, you know, all of their all of their like last night, the White House was blue and white. So all of these big popular buildings in all these big countries all around the world are blue and white right now. Um, I think there's going to come a time where they're going to say, hey, enough is enough. You've already annihilated. Him. I mean, let's let's talk about peace now. Let's talk about two states. Stop running up the score. Yeah, stop running up the score. But I mean, Benjamin Netanyahu is basically saying that. He, um, they, this is reset. We have to completely change the way that the system has been going. So we're going to change that. So once he feels like that's done, then they'll do. But I think, I think Israel is saying we want peace. And in order to have peace, they have to annihilate Hezbollah and they have to take care of Iran. They say that Iran's close to having a nuclear bomb. They probably know about that. They can use this as a way to go and stop them from getting the nuclear bomb. I think that's very likely. So, I mean, this is the perfect scenario to do that. So then the United States has to step in and say, hey, this is the fight between Israel and their counterparts. We, as the world, need to stay out of it. Let them do what they do. We support them because of the terrorism, but you need to world let them stay out of it. That's the key, because if Iran gets attacked and then China and Russia are like, well, we're going to help defend Iran, then... Well, Jinping, or what's China's... uh... Uh, what's his name? Ching Z or uh, the XI? I don't know. Yeah, eleven. He, X- yeah, X-I. he and Russian President Putin um, have both says that we want there to be peace in the Middle East. We want there to be a two-state system. So everybody's pushing for this two-state system. Um, I think Israel's okay with the two-state system, um, but it has to be on their terms. It has to be according to. They have to have freedom to still govern. They have to have the freedom to be able to do certain things. And I just don't know if it's going to happen. And and the reason why is I don't, well, we're going to talk about it. The reason why it won't happen um, is because good there's evil and there's no peace until Jesus is in the mix of it. And so we'll get into that. So there's there's just not going to be peace. I mean, no matter how they try it, spin it, whatever they want, until Jesus is at the center of it, it's not going to happen. Hmm. I mean, think about it. So... And we're going to talk about this. No, I didn't, we'll get into it. We're going to talk about it, you know, talk about why, you know, how Jesus brings peace to the Middle East. Um, that was his whole purpose in the beginning. And he, he knew that all this was going to happen, you know, so happening. You mean it didn't catch him off guard? There's just, I mean, that's, it is what it is. All right. You want to jump into the notes? Um, yeah. Any other thoughts though on just the big picture there? No, I mean, that's... I think we kind of said it all. I'm learning. I'm learning as we go. This yeah, is I mean, fascinating. But understand that, let's just give a little context too. Genesis, when Genesis 4, where it's talking about Cain versus Abel, where Cain slain Abel, that started a um, a system of, of dominance, of control. So 
when the, the stronger doesn't like what the weaker does, the stronger enforces his authority on the weaker, right? And, um, and at times what will happen is the weaker will feel threatened and then lash back out at the stronger and then there's a war, right? So they're going to come against them and somebody's going to try to dominate and there's all those chess matches. So that's been happening since the beginning of time. So this, what you're seeing is, is happening. But everything is also geared behind money, right? There's dominance. I want to take control. I want the birthrights. I want this. I want that. Whatever it is, it's there's an economic reason behind everything that's taking place. And so uh, when you look at our world order and you look at all the wars that have taken place, you're going to see the banks are behind every one of them. You're, I mean, if you did a research on this, you'll start seeing that the banks profited from every war that there was. There's uh, it puts people in debt. There's certain things that happen. It keeps order. It just, there's a lot of different things. You try to go outside of that system, then you're going to have a problem. Well, the Bible in context, when you get into Revelation 16 and 17, it's talking about the Babylonian system where they do trade, merchants, buy, sell, all of that stuff. It says at that time that that system is going to be taken down. There is no longer going to have that system. It's going to be destroyed and it's going to be annihilated. And then the next system that comes in is going to be, you know, Revelations 21, where it's a new heaven and a new earth. And that that's that's the way that we were created from the very beginning in the Garden of Eden, in Genesis 1, that God was going to be our God, that we would serve him, that he was the one that's going to protect us, that he was the one that's going to take care of us and so on. Um, but we now have created our own system. We've created our own way. And so all of this that you're taking, you're seeing happening is according to Satan's plan. His plan the whole time is to destroy people, to to deceive people and to get people's eyes off of God. And God has always said from the very beginning, I am, I am your God. I will provide for you. I will bring the manna. I will bring uh, the water. I will take care of you. I will fight your battles for you. I will defeat the enemy. Remember how many times in the Bible have we talked about an angel of death goes up and boom, wipes out 144,000 people. Yeah. And Israel doesn't do anything. He goes out and does it for him. If, if we surrender to the Lord and we fully trusted God, we didn't trust man. We didn't trust money. We didn't trust the economic system that we live in. And we said, God, I am going to worship and serve you. God would provide manna. God will send it. It doesn't matter how he sends it. He's going to send it somewhere. He might send it from a job. He might send it from here. He might send it, whatever it is, he'll send it. He'll provide you the manna. God will protect you. That's, that's his promise. As we give our lives to Jesus, he'll protect you. He'll guide you. He'll direct you. So it's, it's, Peace always happens within Jesus. We're going to get into this more in a second, but it's that's what is happening. Once Jesus came, he created the peace. He created order as it once was, but we still live in the world system as it is. Yeah. And so that's where we're reaping. But when people talk about World War III or they're talking about, oh my gosh, if we get involved, are they going to bomb us? What happens to our money? Is it going to affect this? Can I travel? Can I do this? Whatever I can do. And we get anxiety. We get restlessness. That's exactly what Satan wants. That's been his plan since the beginning, to get your eyes on the problem and get your eyes off of God. And what God is constantly telling in the midst of calamity and everything else, he says, be still in my presence, have peace. I'm the prince of peace for a reason. Hmm. I will take care of you. And even if you did die as a child of God, absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Paul clearly told us, I much rather be in heaven. But to live is Christ, but to die is gain. And so we have to understand once we're a child of God, everything is okay. 
We do not worry about our government. We do not worry about this world system. We do not worry about wars and rumors of wars or anything else. We just humble ourselves and come broken and contrite before God, surrender our lives to him and worship him and let the joy of the Lord overwhelm you. That's what he's saying. Let the joy of the Lord overwhelm you. Let the peace of God surpass all of your understanding. Let him take full control and ownership of your life because he is a good God and he will never leave you or forsake you. He'll never bring you into a position of evil. He'll always do good by you and you can trust him. And so that's really, if we want to put the context of everything, the world needs Jesus. He's the peacemaker. Everybody's trying to find their own system. There's about mon money, there's greed, there's power, there's authority, there's all of this. We're bigger than you. We have more muscles. We have more money than you. Whatever that is, that's the world system. You don't measure up, then you're nothing. But God says, well, no, in me, you could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. In me, all things make sense. You have power and authority over all of this dominion, all of this darkness. And, and, and that's the thing is he's the one that restores order. He's the one that makes makes the, the nonsense make sense. That's what Jesus does. So if you're listening today, we would love for you to give your life to the Lord if you haven't. Um, I, this, is a, this was a tough topic. We, we really talked a lot and we really gave a lot of context here. But um, the bottom line is that Jesus is the answer. Jesus is everything. And if Jesus spoke to your heart today and you're saying, you know what, I need to get close to Jesus. He, I want that peace in my life. I want to find uh, the, you know, hope. I want to find direction and I want God to lead me and guide me and direct me. And well, you can. And the Bible is very clear that you just have to humble yourself and you just have to ask God to forgive you of your sins and repent, turn from it, and then believe that Jesus is the son of God. Believe that he died and rose again on the third day. I mean, all these religions, they talk about what they talk about, and they always they deny that Jesus is the God is God. They deny that he rose again. Muslims do. Jews don't even believe in the Messiah. But if you say, you know what? I'm not going to believe in religion any longer. I'm going to believe in the, the, the living, risen Christ. And, and if that's you, just pray it in your heart. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I, I repent of my sins. I turn from my wicked ways. I, I, I choose today to seek you. I choose today to follow you for the rest of my life. I believe in my heart that you died on the cross and you rose again from the grave. And, and I give you my heart today in Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that or anything such as that, the Bible says, now all the angels in heaven are rejoicing. They're rejoicing with you as one has been saved and we rejoice with you. And we would love to hear from you. So, Bob, how could they, how could they get in contact yeah, with us? Amen. Um, go, go to our website, theriotpodcast.com. Click on the No God tab. Um, lots of information there for you. Scroll down and uh, you can reach out, find our contact information. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to pray for you. You can also go to our social media sites and and reach us that way um, on Facebook. On I almost said Twitter. Uh, X. On X. <laughs> uh, really known as Twitter. And, and those of you that are uh, listening to the podcast, um, you may not know this or not, but we have a YouTube channel as well. And this is, uh, the podcasts are also on video. So if you want to watch us, you can do that on YouTube. Uh, and when you're there, make sure that you click the bell and subscribe so that you're always notified when a new uh, episode of the Riot Podcast is released. So Pete, a great show as always. Love getting back together with you and talking about just real current events. And I hope this, um, I hope this, 
helps clarify maybe in some people's minds what's what's going on and but but more importantly gives us it kind of gives us an action step now you know i know better how to pray now mm. and and how to ask for help in this situation so i, I i'm grateful if I, you know for doing this show just for that reason alone so have an amazing this has been the riot podcast worship, guys thank if you, you like what you heard today please feel free to leave a comment and share it with your friends see you back here next week for another episode of the riot podcast